bulletin, the first legal advice hotline for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people opens in WA. The latest wage review to be released today. And in Rugby League, New South Wales coach Brad Fittler plots one of the most unlikely upsets in origin history. Western Australia, a telephone hotline and call centre have been set up to provide Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people with legal advice. Opened in Perth after a six-month trial, the call centre has been created for mob by mob. The free telephone hotline connects callers to a First Nations legal officer in a confidential and culturally safe environment. Cultural safety and cultural competency, it's not that our information line is not culturally safe, it's just that sometimes Aboriginal people really want to talk to an Aboriginal person when they're dealing with particular issues. It makes us more comfortable, feel a bit less shame sometimes. Just understanding we have a bit more patience for our mob because we know how hard it is to actually get on the phone or try and get stuff done and we have a lot of barriers as well. The Legal Yarn Project is considered an Australian first and was driven by First Nations staff at Legal Aid WA. Mob are being urged to look after each other's mental health as RUK Day rolls around. In early springs, the campaign this year encourages Mob to ask the question in their own language. Videos of locals asking Are You Okay in Arente, Larija, Pinyanjara, and Walpiri are being shown on social media. Are you okay? Onta mora. Onda mora. Onda mora. Mundo nyondo pala. Mundo nyondo pala. Nyondo pala. Nyondo pala. Nyondo ngocho. Nyondo ngocho. Nyondo ngocho. Nyondo pala. Nyondo pala. Nyondo pala. Onda mara. Qualification kadu nichi onda kadu nichi kadu learn bagiche. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders have a suicide rate that is twice the rate of non-Indigenous Australians. The Fairway Commission will today reveal the result of its latest wage review. The results are expected to impact almost 2.7 million of Australia's lowest paid workers. Economists are warning a too generous rise could add to pressure on the Reserve Bank to push up interest rates next week. But Federal Education Minister Jason Clare says an increase to the minimum wage can only be a positive. Putting more money in the pockets of people on low incomes means they've got more money to spend at the shops, to spend in businesses. You know, I know that there are a lot of people on the other side of politics who say that we shouldn't be providing extra support to people on low incomes, that we don't want to see, or that they say they don't want to see people on low incomes get a pay rise. I've got to say, I do, uh, because it helps the economy. The reason we've got a challenge with inflation is not because people on the lowest incomes in Australia are being paid too much. In the meantime, Deputy Opposition Leader Susan Lee has also commented on a potential increase to the minimum wage. Ms Lee has criticised the federal government for its measures to tackle cost of living so far. We'll we'll wait and see what the Fair Work Commission comes down with. But what we know is that everything is going up except your wages. And we feel for those on low incomes because those on low incomes are hit particularly hard when grocery prices fuel prices, electricity prices go up. So the proper plan for inflation that we are calling for is absolutely the most important thing for those on low incomes and those on lower wages. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese has arrived in Singapore ahead of a meeting with Acting Prime Minister Lawrence Wong. 
Mr. Albanese will deliver a keynote address to United States Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and senior Chinese defense officials. He says will declare a key message that countries across the Indo-Pacific need to collectively resolve to act responsibly and manage great power competition in the region. Kosovo's president, Vyosha Osmani, has accused her Serbian counterpart, Aleksandar Vucic, of being untruthful in meetings at the European Political Community Summit in Moldova. Tensions between Kosovo and Serbia have intensified after ethnic Albanian mayors were elected in sub-majority towns, which resulted in protests. Ethnic sub-demonstrators have clashed with NATO-led peacekeepers, resulting in injuries to 30 international soldiers and more than 50 protesters. Ms. Osmani says Mr. Vucic needs to stick to their agreement. What is crucial at this point is that Serbia stops supporting these criminal gangs that are causing most of the problems in Kosovo's north, but also beyond in our region. And that is a precondition, of course, for uh, making sure that there is de-escalation in the ground. And secondly, uh, to have a full implementation of the Ohrid Agreement, because Vucic has been constantly saying that he is not going to implement it. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov has met in South Africa with counterparts from the BRICS economic bloc of developing nations. Discussions began by officials questioning the West's intentions in the war in Ukraine and calling the United Nations Security Council a failing institution. Mr. Lavrov says member states must seek joint answers to the challenges of our time. Against the background of the West's actions, our countries, together with all global majority states, should actively seek universal joint answers to the challenges of our time. This includes attempts to to undermine the foundations of regional conflicts, international terrorism, including the criminal use of modern technologies. We welcome the holding of a separate media session in the format of BRICS France with the invitation of like-minded countries. South African Foreign Minister Naledi Pando also confirmed an invitation had been extended to Russian President Vladimir Putin to attend a larger BRICS summit in South Africa in August, despite him being the subject of an arrest warrant by the International Criminal Court. French President Emmanuel Macron has announced the expansion of the European Union Cybersecurity Solidarity Act. It will now include any country which wishes to strengthen its cybersecurity capabilities. Mr. Macron says the decision to expand comes as several nations face cyber attacks. This cyber reserve that we have launched within the European Union is the ability to develop common centers of expertise to protect us against cyber attacks. We have recognized the extent of this by developing centers of excellence in several countries that have volunteered at the scale of these countries. It is the same thing that we have decided for the protection of critical infrastructures. Mr. Macron also discussed the rising tensions in Kosovo at the meeting of 50 European leaders in Moldova, saying Western leaders have made their demands to both sides. U.S. President Joe Biden has tripped and fallen after handing out diplomas at a graduation ceremony at the U.S. Air Force Academy. The eight-year-old president fell forward, caught himself with his hands, then got up on one knee helped by three people. He walked back to his seat unassisted. Mr. Biden is the oldest person to serve as president in American history. 
and back home, 15 members of the parliamentary crossbench have joined forces to call on the federal government to end native forest logging across Australia. The Teal Independents and the Greens have penned an open letter to Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek as she prepares a major overhaul of the nation's environmental laws. Western Australia and Victoria have pledged to end native forest logging by next year, but the practice is still legal in Tasmania and New South Wales. Victorian Independent MP Monique Ryan says a nationwide ban would have huge benefits to the environment and the economy. If we ended native forest logging in this country, we would save $8.4 billion in carbon benefits by 2050. We'd also protect species like the lead-bedded possum, the greater glider, and most importantly, most critically, the Australian koala. We'd benefit our health and we'd benefit the country's bottom line. Victorian Nationals MP Darren Chester says a ban would lead to timber being imported from countries with fewer environmental protections. And in rugby league, Payne Haas says he's hell-bent on defying state-of-origin history as New South Wales aimed to do what no other blue side has done in 41 years and save a series in Brisbane. Suncorp Stadium, the Maroons' fortress, hosts Game 2 on June 21, a ground where the Blues have only won three times in the last decade. New South Wales coach Brad Fittler insists nothing is impossible, but he will have to spend the next fortnight plotting one of the most unlikely upsets in origin history after Wednesday's 26-18 defeat at Adelaide Oval. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 16, Perth, mostly sunny 19, Adelaide, possible shower 21, Melbourne, partly cloudy 15, Hobart, the same, Albury-Wodonga, mostly cloudy 16, Canberra, cloudy 17, Wollongong, a shower to 20 degrees, Sydney, mostly cloudy 21, Newcastle, sunny 22, Brisbane, partly cloudy 25, Townsville, partly cloudy as well and 27 degrees, Keynes, much the same, 29, Alice Springs, sunny 28, Darwin, mostly sunny 31, and the Torres Strait Islands, a partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. NITV Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1pm or anytime online.